Welcome to Mothers of Held Angels, or as we say, MOHA. We are three dedicated and passionate moms who have lost babies to stillbirth and infant death. We formed a support group to help get through the dark days of grief. We touch on a variety of topics relating to life after loss, speak with experts, and enjoy healing conversations based on our own experiences. Don't forget to visit our website at www.mohanetwork.org for more information. And thank you for listening in. As the book of Matthew says, you are not alone here. Welcome back, Moha listeners. Welcome back. Hi. We have a little bit of an addition to one of our old podcasts that we want to add on to. We did a podcast in the fall about self-care. And after thinking about the podcast, after thinking about that episode, we loved it because it was all about what we did to make ourselves feel a little more comforted. Yeah, like self-indulgent. Which is wonderful. Giving ourselves the grace to do that. Exactly. At one of our socials, though, we were chatting with a mom about praying after uh, losing a baby. And that's what genuine self-care really is. And somehow it was not on our episode. And I think I know why, because it's so challenging. I think the whole spiritual aspect like of the, your relationship with God. Yeah. Yes. But it it's a challenge. And I think it doesn't always fall comfortably under self-care because it doesn't always feel like it's self-care. Right. <laughs> it is. It is. Like uh, upon reflection, of course it is. Yeah. Exactly. It didn't naturally come up because I think it's difficult. Well, I think your spiritual life after a loss can have peaks, can have valleys. It can waver. Definitely can waver. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be very different. I know sometimes we've talked about like our parents and have their has their faith kind of waxed and waned since losing a grandchild. So can you imagine if the mothers would? Of course. Of course. Of course. And even and I and I'm going to throw this out here. You know, we are a Christian based yes, nonprofit. Yes. Um we are very aware of all of all faiths, of all religions. We we know that we are just three women who are working our way through our journey in Christianity. If you find yourself listening to this episode and you're not Christian, we're simply wanting to share our journey with praying. Well, and you prayer know? is not unique to Christianity either. Right. right. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We just we we kind of want to make sure that, you know, it doesn't matter what faith you're in, your relationship with a higher being with, with God. And yeah, yeah. it, it, it's going to take a toll mm-hmm. your faith and your life and your journey. It's going to take a big hit mm-hmm. and you want to believe that because you have faith, it won't hurt as bad. Or I, I guess I I'll say, I thought that I wanted to believe that. And it's not the case. You hurt just as badly. Mm-hmm. The difference is, the healing that can come from prayer and sticking with it. Absolutely. And so Brittany, I just kind of wanted to go through each of our stories here a little bit with prayer. I remember the very beginning of getting back into talking, talking to God after losing Lillian. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being a little bit more of an angry temper tantrum type of a prayer of, just getting so mad. And so I just 
feel like it's very important for our listeners to know in this first year of losing Eden Grace, do you, what's your insight on your prayer life that you would feel comfortable sharing? I would say my journey with God has gone up and down. Now that I've been able to reflect back on nine months of it, it's made it stronger Mm-hmm. knowing that I'm just, I'm not in control. I am very much a type A personality. Right. I have every moment of my day marched out. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, we're about to go on vacation and I have everything down to a science mm-hmm. as to what I need and how we're going to get there. So I'm very much a control freak. Mm-hmm. And whoa, did I not have any of it? Mm-hmm. After losing That's her. something that Justin and I shared a lot. I mean, we still do, but just and how Justin is a CRNA like me. Yes, so we're yes, very similar. Yes, is just how little control over this we were we had we were in and it made us our eyes wide open to he is in control. Mm-hmm. And we have to be more obedient to and which is so easy to say it's easy to say so like how though at the beginning when you are wanting to talk to God again I never stopped talking to him it's just the dialogue changed exactly (laughs) so I'll never forget I got some sweet bible scripture memes you could say sent to me and the first one was psalms 46 and it was be still and know that i'm god Mm -hmm. and that hit me like a ton of bricks because it was like you need to stop and realize that i'm god Mm -hmm. i'm in control you don't have this as much as you think you do and it was it was kind of a humbling moment and then you know we've talked about in the past these god winks i don't remember at what point I went to Hobby Lobby to grab something shortly after her death. And I skirt through anything that has to do with baby girl stuff very quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's aisles in Hobby Mm -hmm. Lobby on like decorating nurseries. And something poked out in my eye and her nursery is very pretty shades of pinks and gray. And there was this cross and had that scripture on it and it was a god wink like pick me up and put me in her nursery Mm -hmm. because the moments that you're going to be in there and you're going to be suffering you need to read this this quote this scripture over and over and Mm -hmm. over again and I do I read it over and over and over again in my and say it out loud like okay because I want a medical and I'm type a so I want an explanation Mm mm-hmm I have a a very, uh, there are some grays to my life, but a lot of what I think and how I process things is very black and white. And Mm -hmm. there's a cause, there's an effect, and this is the answer. And so when you have a child that dies from stillbirth, there's so many of these unknowns. And I, you know, I wanted answers. And so it was beginnings of prayers were, God, just tell me why. Give me mm-hmm. answers. Help me figure out the solution because I have a problem. I, yep. have, I have a dead child. So how do I, you know, how does this solution I'm, come about? Mm-hmm. And and do you remember, like, growing up, praying with your family? Like, do you did you fall back on anything that you felt like you did before she died? No. This was starting fresh. Didn't you feel like you were starting over? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like I, a reset button. I kind of felt like, well, what was I doing before I lost 
Lillian. Yeah. Nothing, like I said, the dialogue changed. In the well, moment, you feel like you can't fall back on what you have previously known. With, yeah. With your well, prayer life. Well, I think, life. too, is I realized a lot of my prayers prior to losing her were, were giving so much thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. to what I had and how blessed we were. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that losing her, that switch to I wasn't quite so thankful anymore. It's like, what do I have to be thankful for? You took my girl away from me. I went through a really dark period where it was, I I never stopped talking to God. Mm -hmm. So I never lost faith in God. Right. But I, for a very long time, would be like, why me? Why did this happen? Why Why did you take him? Mm -hmm. And it was, if I felt so blessed before and now I don't, what's the opposite of blessed? Mm -hmm. The opposite of blessed is cursed, you guys. I was like, I'm cursed. Like, this is Mm. me. Like, I've never considered myself a cursed person before. So how do I get out of that darkness? How do I not be upset with you, God, for taking Carter away from me? So how did you get through praying with God while being angry? Yeah, it was, I think, a lot of praying to God to not be angry. Yeah. He knew that I was didn't understand and I was angry with him and... Do you mind me asking you what you said in those moments when you wanted him to know how angry you were? Did you have a specific verse? It was more questioning, yeah. questioning, but yeah. I was talking to him and yeah. it was like, why does so-and-so get to have this? And it was like, it was mm-hmm. very, very like much said, envious starting yes. over because it was very childlike exactly. in the way that I was talking to him. Right. Looking back, I'm like, God was probably, if he could have like smacked me <laughs> and been like, get over yourself. You're my child. I'm taking care of you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't trust that because I didn't trust that he, because he took Carter away mm-hmm. from me and I didn't understand why. And mm-hmm. I think that just, I think when you're in that level of grief, you forget how big he is, Mm -hmm. you know? So then your, your brain just gets real simplistic. Oh yeah. Almost. Yeah. You can't even think outside of it. You don't, you it's hard for you to think outside of that. So it's a lot of questions and anger and being confused and bewildered Mm -hmm. rather than I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I know you've got it. You are my shepherd. I am your sheep. Like I'm going to run with that. Let's talk about that for a second, because when you say, you know, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you at the same time when you're feeling like you're a child again, screaming in his arms and knowing how big he is. I know my, I know I was told just go ahead and throw your tantrum and imagine him as as your father holding you still and, mm-hmm. and you becoming still like the scripture you were saying, just be still when you are angry and throwing those questions and, and just being angry at him. Isn't that a form of trust in itself? Like mm-hmm. in my mind, I felt like because I am angry at God, it's, it gave me peace that I still believed in God that, and that I still yes. trusted that he cared. Huh, yeah, I guess I never thought of it like that. Those things to me gave me a little peace that like I still had faith. However, my faith looked and felt so different and it felt yeah. just so foreign to me. And I felt like I was relearning a new relationship with God. Our relationship with God is ever changing for sure, but I just felt a little peace in that. Yeah. Okay. Just having that yeah. anger yeah. and knowing that I was yelling at him, I knew I was having faith that I was yelling 
at something. Mm-hmm. You know? It was. It. I was afraid that I was going to lose faith. So every time I would go to church, it didn't matter what the sermon was on. It was like I would just cry <gasps> and cry Me and cry too. and cry. They could be Me talking about too. something totally unrelated, and it was like – I think God was just pulling at me going, I am here. Mm-hmm. The The sermon doesn't have to be about anything in particular that you think it should be, but just you believe in me. You're going to get through this and you're mm-hmm. going to have that complete trust again. And mm-hmm. I think your faith in general, just it takes this big 180 movement. And the world is rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So- My prayer changed, but then there were things that, Man, he slapped me in the face per se with other things. Like, I've not really been a huge worship song kind of girl. Who I am? (laughs) See, I've never felt moved by it. Mm -hmm. It's just, I feel moved more with like you staring in my face and teaching me about scripture. That's what really moves me. And since losing her, oh, yes. Yeah. So, man, worship songs now bring me to my knees. And that in turn fuels my relationship and my prayer. Mm -hmm. Like there is this song and it's Jaira and the Mm -hmm. chorus is Jaira, you are enough. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've driven in the car on the way to see her at the cemetery and boo hooed because I'm like, okay, you are enough. You are enough for me, for my entire world. I don't need all these answers that I'm. my brain is grasping mm-hmm. for. I need to trust in you that mm-hmm. this is my process and this is my road I'm traveling down. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to your what you said with your scripture that you said is like the one that jumps out at you to uh-huh. be still. And Brittany... Brittany finds herself at the cemetery a lot this year, as did I, mm-hmm. um, especially that first year, first year and a half, I found myself at the cemetery a lot being still and finding that that was a time and place to find a connection there with my daughter and God, you know, like it, because of how still it was. I think it's just, I think the interesting part about too, is our girls are buried in the same cemetery, like 10 feet from each other. Right. And it's, uh, a country cemetery. And so the plots are still very spread out mm-hmm. and there's these big luscious trees and it is very quiet out there. Right. And so you are forced to sit in this very beautiful, serene spot. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I can go out there and feel angry. Sometimes I can go out there and feel extreme sadness but it's like I'm sitting in God's green earth, mm-hmm. like verbatim. Mm-hmm. And so it just brings me that much closer to be able to process prayers and faith and emotions out there while sitting with her. And I don't know if this is too much to ask, but do you have a, do you have a certain prayer or a go-to verse that you say? Um, it's Psalms 23. I'm a Psalms girl, if you haven't noticed. And it is, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so I think I think a lot of the scriptures that I need to calm my heart are about that control again. Yeah. Stop asking for answers to your questions. Right. Stop thinking that you can put a Band-Aid on this or you can fix this because that's in my nature, being in my profession. Like, I got this. 
I'm bigger than you. I'm much bigger than you. So like, calm down. I've got this. I I wanted to talk to that a little bit. After losing Carter, we were pregnant with Connor almost exactly a year. So I felt like I had a dark period where it was a lot of temper tantrum, lamenting, Mm -hmm. crying, questioning. And very quickly, I had to trust again that I was going to get through a pregnancy Mm. with a with a baby on the other and that I got to hold and mm-hmm. not him. And so, and Connor's nursery is nautical. And the reason that I chose that was because I found a lot of peace in a song called In the Eye of the Storm. Mm-hmm. And it's basically in the eye of the storm, he remains in control. Like mm-hmm. you, they, they're singing to God in the song, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. And I just had to trust that like I had been through this complete darkness and I was pregnant again. And I had to trust that like God had this storm that, you know, I was blindsided by and that he was going to carry me through. Mm -hmm. And Connor to me is a lot of that like quintessential rainbow baby Mm. um and so I did and I actually have that song my cousin made me this beautiful piece for his wall that is that song and so I do I just I started looking to him as more of like wrapping his arms around me and being like things are bad Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get you through this is this during your pregnancy or after it started before I even got pregnant Mm. with Connor it was a lot of like I mean there was I would say until, so we lost him in August. Y'all, I really don't have a whole lot of memory until probably January, February. It's my, I blocked a lot up. And I would have that song on repeat. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, God, what a storm Mm -hmm. my life is. And you're carrying me through. When you say you block those months out, those beginning months, do you feel like you just didn't have, there was no light in your faith? I felt like a shell of a human being just going through the motions. You had to like reteach yourself how to just breathe. Yeah. yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. Okay, we're going to survive And then you look around you and all of these people holding their arms out and praying. And like I would get distracted so easily. Um, I would start a prayer and like then just. It would start out great. Yes. And then you <laughs> tunnel would... off into something totally. And, and you were like, like, wait, I have started go a prayer. To? And I'm yeah. like apologizing. And yes. Like, let, let's highlight this going through the motions. I have this opinion on it because I think that going through the motions, I'm sure everyone, all the listeners know this poem too about the footsteps in the sand, mm-hmm. right? I think every person I've chatted to after loss feels that going through the motions. And when you think about that poem about a man looking back in his life and only seeing one set of footprints in those troubling times, asking God, where were you? God says, I was holding you Mm -hmm. through those hard times. What was that man doing? He was going through the motions in life during that time. So he was not walking in his faith. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything. God was truly holding him. And I feel like when you go through the motions, you feel like a fake, you feel like a fraud, Mm -hmm. you feel like, and I think that's where God meets you and starts to carry you and Mm -hmm. starts to heal you. Mm -hmm. And I think when you feel that going through the motions, 
you're, you realize it's not about you. Your faith, your prayer life is not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about your adoration towards God and how God is stronger and bigger than you and can just lift you up and carry you through those, through those dark times. I think he just has so much grace for us. Like he knows what we're going through and how dark we feel and gives us grace that we're human Mm -hmm. and that we're sinners and we're going to have moments of not trusting him and not believing in him and not knowing that he's carrying us. And he knows that there's a light coming and we're going to see it. And Mm -hmm. and thinking of just like our own children, when our children are asleep on the couch and we bring them up to their room, like we hold them, we bring them to where they're going. Even if they wake up upset that they don't know where they are, like we, we know we're bringing them to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And we're glad that they're trusting us to hold them, you know? And that's all I kept thinking about when I would feel like I was just going through the motions is like, I have nothing else to do. I can't do anything else. Like I've, I've got to allow him to just pick me up and take me to church, take, pick me up and take me to my bed to read the Bible. Even if I have, like you said, an empty shell, I have hope that God is filling me back up so Mm -hmm. that I can give something back. But I think that's really common. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to know if you're early on in loss, going through the motions, being angry, all those things, like it's needed. It's not just going to happen. It's just a part of your journey. It's needed. Yeah. It's needed. And it's going to get, it's, it's, it's going to get stronger. You're going to get through it. Um, it's just so hard. Yeah. So challenging. Is there a scripture that sticks out to you that you, it was be still. It was my, my pastor, uh, we went to, I tried to go, y'all, I tried to go to a a retreat, a day of prayer six weeks after I lost her. Laughable. Right. Now looking back, I was a part of this committee before I lost Lillian. So I felt like I needed to go to help. uh, I don't know what I was thinking. And I went to my my deacon after. And I, I said like, I had the worst experience. I went to a day of prayer, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, first of all, what were you doing at a day of prayer? He, he was like, you have no business. Like, not saying you have no business <laughs> yeah. there, but he said, you need to be still. And he gave me this, he gave me that same scripture. And he said, you just need to sit and read this over and over and over again. Stop trying to read the whole Bible script, like finding, finding an answer in the Bible. I mean, you, you will eventually, you will get there right now, six weeks out. You need to be still cry, yell at God, mm-hmm. allow yourself to get it all out mm-hmm. really. And not try so hard, you mm-hmm. know, not try to force something. That's not, it's, it's not going to happen to me being told to be still and allow God to come to you was the biggest and best advice for my prayer life at the beginning of my grief. Um, So yeah, I loved that. How interesting. I know, I know. And then my song, I think we all each have a song, but mine is Reckless Love. Mm. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. know that. I never know the artist's name by Corey Asbury, I think. But Reckless Love is my go-to song that will bring me to my knees. But has it evolved you know, like oh, as yeah. you, from the beginning of losing a baby, months on, years on, like how have you guys seen it evolve? I think I've gone back to being very thankful. Yes. Because less anger, less bargaining, less typical grief coming through my prayer. I guess now 
it's thank you again for what I have. So in Amy, when I was in my support podcast, and we were talking about going on our trip to Mexico. And she was like, listen, we knew that you were going to have moments of sadness. But my job was to kind of allow you to have a great time and still help you remember you still have a beautiful life. Mm -hmm. And to like, relish in that Mm -hmm. and so I went back to again thank you for my two beautiful children thank you for my Eden Grace that now you are taking care of and I've kind of gone back to like everyday life questions instead of questions about her and what happened to her and what happened to me and what was done to me it's more or less now like is there another baby in the picture and we believe it's your will to what is your will in all of this? Yeah, it's your will to figure out my future. Yeah. And can I say on the will part, um, I, there was a conversation in one of our life groups about God's will. There are some people in this world who truly think that every single thing that happens to them or in their life was God's will. And I want it's my personal belief that it was not Mm -hmm. God's will for Carter to die. Mm -hmm. It was not his will for me to never get to hold him living. Mm -hmm. And I think it was more that God's will was for Carter to live, but he's living in heaven. I believe that. And I feel that and coming, you know, that, Yes, yeah, God's will will be done, but it was not God's will for my baby to die. Yeah. And do you or to teach me a lesson? And I realize that right. now, yeah. When you say God's will, it's more of it's not that God would ever will pain on his children. Right. Ever. It's because we live in a broken world. Mm-hmm. And that is why things happen. And God's will is to show us healing. Mm-hmm. God's will is to give us the healing from the bad, right? Mm-hmm. I bet if you had asked me in my 20s or, or, or like 30, I would have said, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Blankly. Oh, yeah. Because yes, in, this, I agree. in this life group, it was like everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's his will. And then finally, and I was too timid to say anything because I, I was new to this group. I'd, I don't feel like I have the backing to be like in the Bible, God says. And oh, no. so, right. so fortunately, someone else in that group spoke up and was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't think that every single thing that happens was God's will to, for it to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I always was like, no, God's will. Like, I always agreed with all of that. Yeah. I just never had to live through the fact that mm. something big oh, yeah. and bad was going to happen to me. So being able to accept that anything bad could happen to anyone, no matter how good of a person you are, how bad of a person mm-hmm. you are, God's will is never intended to hurt anyone. And I knew that, but I never had to live through it. And when I had to live through it, I felt like, well, WTH. It happened to you. Yeah. Like I did everything I could to be your best daughter, God. You know, like I was doing my very best. What did I do to deserve this? Why didn't you oh, squeeze yeah. in a little will? <laughs> you yeah. know, good will for me. Like I just having to live through it, I think just 
pushed the maturity of my faith to a new level of understanding I am no better or worse than anyone. Mm-mm. It's just our, it's our broken it's world. Humbling. You know, that, it's yeah. so it's interesting. Humbling. Yeah. The yeah. moment you're like aha moments, mm-hmm. you know, your aha moments with faith, with prayer, with your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's this road you're traveling down and it's not so much of the light bulb moment, but then there are light bulb moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Easter has always been one of my favorite favorite mm-hmm. favorite holidays yeah, i mean it's like so beautiful now, it's yeah. so beautiful now it's interesting because i haven't lived through an easter yet yeah. so easter am i again my deacon pulled me aside or my priest pulled me to the side right before easter and he said but easter is a time to be joyful and he called upon me to be joyful and i felt so resentful mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how dare you still ask me to be joyful four months out after mm-hmm. losing lillian but his point was, then what's the point? Yeah. If you're not joyful at Easter, what's the point what's of being Christian? Yeah. What's mm-hmm. the point of believing that you get to even see Lily? Be reunited. Again? Yeah. Cause that's because the whole point of Easter. Whole, our whole faith is based yes. on, on that Easter. And again, three Christian girls, that's what, you know, that's what brings us hope yeah. is for this eternity with our children. Yeah. I didn't share this with y'all, but four mornings, three mornings ago, Connor, he's going to be four in March and he is just the amount of brightness that like spews out of his mouth. He comes and gets in bed with me in the morning because he is a very early riser. (laughs) So like 645, Justin's already left for work. He comes in and we just talk and like kind of wake up and he like says the silliest things. And the other morning it got so serious and he was like looking at the monitor where you could see Hannah was still sleeping. He's like, I just love my baby sister. And I was like, that's so sweet. And he goes we're all going to go to the same heaven. Right. And I was like, yeah, he goes like we've been with the dog dying Uh and we talk about Carter a lot. And like, so Mm -hmm. we very much talk about heaven and being reunited. And y'all, when I tell y'all, I said, yes, baby, like we will all go, we will be in the same heaven. He goes, I can't wait to see Carter. (gasps) And I was like, why? He's like, I'm excited to see my brother. And I was like, that is that's Easter. Like we that's get Easter. to all go to heaven right. and be reunited with Carter and like and be excited and about see it. the face of Jesus. Yes. And that is the point. That's the whole point. I spent a long time in darkness after losing Carter, though, and losing sight of that. Yeah. Faith takes strength. Exactly. Oh, it does. Exactly. And you don't have it in yeah. your immediate period mm-hmm. of grief and loss. Yeah. Fear takes a hold of me a lot. It's mm-hmm. easy for fear to take a hold of me or sadness to take hold of me. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's, I think that's an aunt that's just gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I will say that part of my evolvement or evolving in my prayer life from the beginning of losing Lillian to like what it moved on to next was resignation. And I wanted to focus on having this holy resignation of this has happened. So no longer feeling like if I could just dream it, I can change it. Or if I could just, God could do anything, you know, he could bring Lillian back. There was a point where my faith had to evolve to being resigned. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I am a mom who lost her baby through stillbirth. This is happened. This is my story. This Mm -hmm. is my, this is my path. Yeah. And now Mm -hmm. I need, and now I, now I'm in it. 
Mm -hmm. And now my life is living this new life Mm -hmm. because a part of you also sees your other life go bye-bye, you know, Mm -hmm. like your other. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. My, that was being a much different person. So it's like, I I had to come to a a resignation with God and my faith that like this is, and that took, that took a lot of prayer for the resignation. Like, Lord, I can accept it now, or I'm, I'm accepting it now. I just need that resignation to be able to rest in it now, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think take home message is that grief is going to bring you through every journey, like every part of your journey, mm-hmm. journey including with your prayer. family, yeah. including prayer, mm-hmm. prayer in your faith. Yeah. So you will have highs and lows, but. Again, you will make that full circle back and continue. Yeah, you will. You will make that full circle because like you were saying that your prayer has evolved into thanks, Thanksgiving and being thankful to the Lord and counting your blessings because I'm not cursed. And Mm -hmm. I know that. And we are mourning and he's okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like that is, he expects that of us, but to continue to talk to him and pray to him and give it to him to take Mm -hmm. care of Mm -hmm. and be still Mm -hmm. and comfort us. And so Mm -hmm. that he can, and hopefully, you know, we, we bring that joy to other families and moms and, um, and that comfort to other families and moms who need it. This does take strength. Like Brittany said, it takes a lot of courage and strength to keep going in your prayer life and your faith. And sometimes if you're just going through the motions, if you're, if you find yourself right now listening to this and you think like, I'll never get through it. Like my faith is gone. Rest assured and just listen to our voice that it's keep going. It's a journey. Keep traveling down that road. Thank you for listening. Bye.